This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, November 2nd, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the newest member of our staff here at Bucknuts. He is Mark Porter. Mark also runs Scouting Ohio and is just flat out the best in the business at his chosen craft. Mark, it has been too long, my friend. It's great to talk to you again. Yeah, thank you for the nice intro, Dave. It's great to be here. It's great to be with the Bucknuts. And I might be the only one doing it. That's probably why I'm the best at it. I don't know if there's any other recruiting services around anymore. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, uh, there's a bunch of them, and you're fantastic at what, at what you do. And I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, Mark really is, for those that don't know. I know a lot of you listening know all about Mark Porter, but uh, just fantastic at what he does, and his sources are tremendous. And we're so thrilled to have him uh, with Buck Nuts. We had an affiliation with him back in the aughts, so it's like a homecoming of sorts. Uh, to have Mark on our staffs, so we're thrilled about that. All right, we got a bunch of questions from listeners to get to, Mark. Before we get to that, let's get into Ohio State's 38-25 win over Penn State and just how you think the Buckeyes look in general through two games. Like, just your general impressions of this team through two games and how do you think they looked against the Nittany Lions? You know, I joked that they might have missed their uh, warm-up games with the MAC or their scrimmages. And, you know, you saw a little bit of that in some of the play, a little bit rocky, um, Mental errors, missed assignments, uh, stuff with the timing. And I, I think there was like a little bit of worry on the boards after week one. And I think, you know, maybe the defense for a little bit in the Penn State game. But I think for the most part, it's been cleaned up. And I think it's just going to get cleaner and cleaner. And, boy, they, they look like a team that can just roll. You know, as I break down the film, that offensive line, when they're hitting on all cylinders, they're getting a body on a body. They're, they're dominating. And, of course, our quarterback, I mean, Fields couldn't be any better right now with the, the poise, the calmness, the accuracy. Yeah, he's had a few balls hit the ground, but, boy, he's, he's really playing good. He's amazing. I think he is going to go down as the best quarterback to come through Ohio State. And there's been a lot of good ones, especially recently. And I think he's going to be the best. I just uh, cannot be more impressed with him. All right, let's get to several questions from listeners, Mark. The first one comes from Benny. I think he means – class of 2021 he, he said class of 2020 but I'm pretty sure he means class of 2021 and the class you know of he, he, go ahead yeah yeah it's class of 2021 I think he means anyone graduating this year that we kind of looked over and you know uh right. you know and I looked at my list and there was a kid Michael Gravely out of Glenville you know that transferred over to Euclid or whatever he looked really great he's going to Michigan State that's the type of player that you know maybe Ohio State would steal late uh, you know, like they've done that in the past, like right before, you know, signing day, they're not sure. And then Terrence Rankle out of uh, Maslin, Washington, he's a nice looking guard that I think Ohio State's flirted with and they know that school well. But if something happened and, you know, they needed somebody, I think he would be a guy out there. Uh, but it's really hard to have a 
under the rock senior at this time of the year that no one really knows about or no one's talking about that's Ohio State worthy. You know, like uh, Roderick Moore decommitted from um, uh, Michigan. You know, there's a name that, you know, maybe he could be flirted with. But it's really, you know, that, that's a tough question to answer this time of year. And just for the listeners out there, the entire question was in the class of 2021 for Ohio, is there a player that is Ohio State caliber that none of us are aware of? So I just want to make sure everybody knew what the question was there. Next question is kind of similar, yeah, Mark. This I'm is from- sorry. I said, uh, let me go back. That uh, Marcus Allen's the one from North Month that decommitted from Michigan. And he's a really good 6'2", 200-pound receiver. So that's a, the type of kid that, you know, may fall in line. But I'm sure he'd decommitted for another reason. Yeah, and they know uh, the program at Northmont very well. The Buckeyes do. Next question is kind of similar to the first one. It comes from HU7585. He says, Mark, who are the two best players in Ohio in the next two years that the Buckeyes are not recruiting but should be recruiting, in your opinion? Okay. You know, I I went to see uh, Wayne, and I really liked that Elijah Brown, you know, at tight end. I thought he looked the part of tight end. I think he just needed to get stronger. Um I liked Alex Safari at Lakota West. He is 6'3", a corner. He looks like uh, a Richard Sherman, like the new generation of corners. And if not, he could probably, you know, go to a safety or something. I thought he was a, you know, one of the more impressive players that I saw physically in the first couple of weeks. Um, Drew Aller is a quarterback from Medina. He's a, he profiles as a dropback kid, you know, and I watched him again against Menor. He is a nice Big, strong arm quarterback. I don't know if he's Ohio State style, but that's one that they're probably going to have to take a hard look at. Um, Emil Wagner, the tackle at Wayne, of course. I think he needs to put on weight, but he reminds me of Taylor Decker. He's a real athletic guy. Um, Chris Jackson's a linebacker at Toledo Central Catholic. That boy, I hope we get to have camps this summer. Um, I like Ryan Bear at East Lake. Huge, enormous kid that runs well. Uh, reminds me of uh, the Trey Larue kid but uh, maybe a little more athletic and just as big. Um, Avion Gross already committed to Mansfield, and he's one of the better corners at 6'1 in the class. And then I just saw Jonathan Thompson at St. Francis the Sales in Columbus, and he kind of looked like Warren Ball at uh, running back, but he plays linebacker, and he was running around doing both things really well. You know, and, and it's really early. I'm in my, uh, how do I say it, my identification phase as I'm out in the road just identifying bodies. And then as we get to the next couple of weeks here, I'll start watching all these guys position by position and trying to put a true ranking. Um, as for the next class, Trevor Carter, I just saw at Ironton's a nice looking safety. Um, he's like a JV version of Reed Carrico right now. Um, I just saw Brennan Vernon at Menor last week and boy, is he big and strong. And I think he was a little injured because they were rolling him in and out, but he looks like he's just going to be so dominating on the edge. I, I hate to say another, uh, you know, Joe, the, the Bosa types, but you know, these defensive ends in Ohio just keep coming. Uh, and there's a few others, you know, the Jason Hewlett has a Kentucky offer and he's from Youngstown Cheney, a, you know, a nice looking receiver that's long, but really to start making these Ohio state predictions coming out of a pandemic where we had no summer camps, you know, I'm looking into a crystal ball and I'm, I'm guessing a little bit and not really knowing if I was to be honest. Man, a lot of great stuff there. I know I can just hear the listeners uh, replaying all that back. Uh, a lot of good information there. All right, next question. This is from Stony Rock. It says, Mark, please comment on Blake Miller going to Clemson. Is he really Clemson, Ohio State material? I think he is Ohio State, Clemson material, but I don't think he's your top 10 player in an Ohio State class. You know, he, 
I've watched him since eighth grade and I've seen him grow. And I thought he was going to be a little bit longer, which means to me like an, uh, an elite first round NFL draft pick with the long arms and the tackle body, uh, that typical type player. He's not that. So he's not that elite first round pick type player, but he's by no means a slouch. Okay. Uh, if Ohio State would have landed him, they would have been very happy. He probably would have filled in a guard sooner or later. Uh, I don't think he was the best lineman in Ohio. But again, I think he could go down there and play. He's, he's a good, good, hardworking kid. I've never had any doubts in him. In fact, sophomore year, I was wondering if the Buckeyes were going to offer. I'll just ask a follow-up. Is, is he just sealed? I mean, he's a 2022 kid. Could Ohio State get back in it with him? Or do you think he's just a done deal to Clemson now that he's committed? Yeah, I posted on the boards. I really didn't have any insight into what, why he did that. Uh, like I haven't followed him for a couple months. And when he did that, I was actually kind of shocked. So that's my, my true reaction to that. Uh, interesting. have to, to dig around. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of time, uh, more than a, a year to even this early signing period for the 2022 kids. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Another question from Stony rock, Mark, I am sure you get requests for Ohio player film from college coaches. Are you getting as many from the university of Michigan now as you might have under a previous staff? Um, I will say this about Michigan since Ed Warner went up there, they've been way more Ohio centric and they've definitely dipped into my, uh, reports a little harder. And then of course, Michael Zordich, uh, is a defensive back coach up there. And I actually happened to coach with him when I was, uh, coaching his son when he was in eighth grade. So I know him well, so that they've always tapped into me. And, you know, I, I think they want to make a push in Ohio, but Ohio state really makes it hard. When they're when they're taking out the best, and you know you're you're always you know coming up with what's a, a borderline type player to them because if you want to beat Ohio State, you have to get players better than what they're getting, and and you know Ohio State literally makes that impossible for Michigan to do. I really like that question. It gives us great insight there on what you do, and um, you know I mean pretty much every college program in the country subscribes to your service because every college program in the country recruits the state of Ohio. All right. Next question comes from PS3 Brandon. Mark, what did you think of Luke Keekley coming out of high school? Did you ever think he would be as good as he was in the NFL? So Luke Keekley was one of the first couple of years that I started scouting Ohio and he was one of the first videos and he went to Boston college and at that time, I probably wasn't nearly as sharp as I am now, and I probably didn't understand what I was seeing. Um, I can't say back then that I predicted him to do anything great or I have any special memory of like, well, I'll wait till this kid gets done you know, doing what he's going to do. So I'm going to be honest and say I, I had him rated as a good prospect when he went to Boston College. I thought, oh, Catholic school to a Catholic school, and I think that was the math. And I don't think I thought that Boston College got the steal of the century and Ohio State was – missing one of the best linebackers to be in the NFL. Uh, and I don't think really anyone did at that time, you know, or you probably would have heard more about it. All right. Next question comes from Aiden 2013, Aiden 2013. Mark, do you ever see Derek Shepard getting an offer from Ohio state? Uh, Derek Shepard is the offensive lineman, defensive tackle from uh, Archbishop Tribalter. Of course, CJ Hicks is there. So Ohio state knows him well. Uh, his dad played in the SEC, so there's great bloodlines there. Uh, to answer your question, sophomore year, I would have said no, because when I saw him, I thought he was uh, out of shape, had a lot of baby fat on him, you know, didn't look like he was, you know, a, a real football player, had some, you know, development to do. 
But as I watched him train over the, uh, the COVID on Twitter and, you know, the strength training and his trainer, you know, his body came in the line. And, you know, I, of course, I checked out the film this year. He's throwing kids around and he looks like a big athlete, you know, and, a, and a, you know, his athletic feet. He moves around really well. Right now, I don't know if he's an offense or defensive lineman. Uh, he might be a guard. Uh, on defense, he's you know a penetrator. He's I don't know if he's a one technique or a three technique. So I think the answer is probably sixty percent. Yeah, I would say I think he has a chance. As I look at the class, he's probably one of the the better bodies like that in his class. So I would not rule that out at this point. All right, next question comes from Buckeye Warrior Mark. How do you see Ohio recruiting in the future? Pretty broad question. Yeah, you know, uh, I did notice a big shift under Ryan Day. You know, almost immediately uh, from Irvin, the numbers went from like six to eight a year, where I think Ryan Day is trying to push the 10 to a dozen. You know, he'd really like to get more Ohio players. In his defense, Ohio has to do something for him. You know, they've got to provide him the players. And, you know, first-round draft picks just aren't, you know, growing on trees. But you don't need first-round draft picks out of, uh, you know, Ohio every year. You just need to get the best players. I think their motto is going to stay the same. I think they'd like to stay over that, you know, 10, 12 number. You know, I think that's good for business. I think people like to see Ohio kids when they're watching the game. Uh, I think there were points and times that, you know, when Urban was here where it wasn't bad, but a lot of the names on the jerseys weren't Ohio kids. You know, you'd have to really know the roster to know which were the two or three Ohio kids were on each side of the ball. So I think that could be, you know, maybe the only difference is you just see him make more of an effort. And, you know, and that was like a Jim Trestle thing where, Maybe the, the, the last couple of kids he took weren't maybe, you know, truly Ohio State types, but they were Ohio State through and through, you know, tough-nosed kids, captains, you know, the, that character program kid you used to talk about. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff from Mark Porter on his debut on the Bucknuts Morning 5. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Thank you for the great questions. Hope everyone has a great day. Thanks again, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.